I've got Kay Morgan here, as you can um, see, and I, I thought it would be good to, to ask Kay um, a few questions because things for uh, Kay are, are changing a little bit ministry-wise, and we wanted everybody just to be in the loop about this. Um, Kay, first of all, give us the headline. Rather than do, just kind of um, tantalising everybody, tell us what the change is, what's, what's happening for, for you guys. Okay, I am stepping down from leading Children Matter and I'm instead going to be concentrating on my Additional Needs Alliance work. Okay, now we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what that is, but that effectively means that, that rather than doing kind of just pure children's work, you're working with children and additional needs. Yeah, um, children with additional needs in a church setting mainly um, not just about access issues, but also how do we build and encourage faith. Okay. Now, um, I want to just rewind the clock. We're a similar age, so we've got to, we've got to rewind it <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> uh, we're back in the 90s. You're just starting um, uh, kind of ministry with children. Um, but it's not just been, you have been working with children with additional needs even as long ago as that. Give us some ideas as how you were involved in that at that stage. Ooh, even further back when I was 14, mm. working on camps for children with disabilities. Um, and that's where my dream grew from. Mm. So um, the church that I was attending at that point used to run camps for children from the Ashfield School, mm. amazing school. and. Everything began from there when I realised that when children became Christians on those camps, there was no church that was actually accessible for mm. them. So I had a rant at God about it, and um, the rest is history. So you've, this, this, and I mean, we know that anybody who's walked with you a little way will know that there's been this overlap. Um, the years kind of in between have seen all sorts of things kind of happening. Um, uh, we've had Spring Harvest, we've had Children Worldwide, there's been an awful lot there. Um, talk to us about, about the pandemic, maybe how that's changed things for you. I mean, I know this hasn't come out of the pandemic, but what, what has the pandemic done for you and also for children workers around the country? It's actually made things an awful lot harder. Hmm. Um, I mean, we've not been into a school to do an assembly for a very long time, and it doesn't look as if it's going to start soon, hmm. especially for my colleagues. A lot of my colleagues who live by faith, there is no work for them, and they are really, really struggling. It's been very hard work. Everything has gone online, hmm. <laughs> especially for myself. Yeah, you've been, you've been very busy sitting in one room. <laughs> At home, yeah, um, doing a lot of kind of Zoom calls, um, recording, speaking at conferences, and so yeah. on. Yeah, okay. Just uh, give give us give us an idea um, about uh, uh, what what it's been like for those who work with children with additional needs. Because although those who do kind of children's work in a Christian setting, it's become a lot harder. It, it's not been like that for, for the additional needs side of it. T tell us what happened about that during the, the it, lockdown. It's two sides of one coin, really, actually. So yeah. for some of the children, it's been easier because if it's online, you haven't got the noise, you haven't got the sudden noises, too much light, too much movement. So engaging with church has been so much easier. 
But then there's the other side of the coin that a lot of the children's work that's had to happen remotely has not worked for them. Mm. Or they've been forgotten. So, you know, churches, this is not Knighton, this is other churches. The packs that go out are either not suitable for the children or they've just been forgotten and they've not received one, not even a phone call. Mm. So a lot of these families have just been left high and dry. And some of our families that um, comment on the Additional Needs Alliance will say, actually, it's been so much easier over lockdown, we're just not going back to church. <laughs> or nobody's been in contact with us, why should I go back to church? So I can see that we've actually lost a lot of families mm. over that time. But there's a positive side as well in which churches uh, have been aware that people with additional needs have been helped through this and are watching at home and so on. Mm. And they presumably have been approaching the Additional Needs Alliance and wanting some help with this. Um, we're actually talking adults at that level. Okay. So with adults, you know, when lockdown came, many adults were just going, well, welcome to the club. This has been my life for years. Yeah. I've not been able to go to church. I've asked for live stream and been told it's impossible. And then lockdown comes and, oh, look, church has gone online. Yes. <laughs> and then people have rediscovered each other. And in some churches, it's, oh, you used to preach. Can you preach for us? Mm. So we've had this wonderful situation of people being able to use their gifts once again, being able to do stuff, others discovering gifts they didn't know they had. And all of a sudden, you know, people like me are getting phone calls and emails saying, so now they can leave their homes, how do we help them do that? Yeah. Or if they can't leave their homes, how can we continue allowing them to use their ministry to bless others in the church? Mm, thank you. And additionally, these Alliance has been serving a lot of these people. Just the children and yeah. teenagers. Okay. And just uh, tell us a bit more about that. Um, some of us will know about it because it's not the, you know, you haven't suddenly joined them, you've been with them for a while, but tell us more about what they do. The Additional Needs Alliance. Um, yeah. I'm actually one of the co-founders. Mm. So um, set that up with my colleague from Urban Saints. Mm -hmm. um, we've been going for nine years, celebrated our birthday online mm -hmm. this year. Um, it is there for parents, anybody that cares for children, anybody that pastors children. We have church leaders. We have all sorts of people in that group. Many professionals, so speech therapists, physiotherapists, occupational therapists, all working together. And if you go into that group and ask a question, there's always someone that can answer it. And if you just want to let off steam, it's a safe place to do that because it's a closed group. Mm. And we have had many parents over lockdown just saying, I just need someone to come and scream. <laughs> and that is what they've done. Mm. And many of the parents have said that is what has got them through the pandemic. You've also been writing. Yes. So you write quite a bit um, uh, for various online uh, blogs and so on. And you're involved with the Evangelical Alliance. Again, nothing new. Just tell us what you do with them. Um, I have been representing children, children's workers and with the, oh, by the way, while you're here, can you help us with a few additional needs and disability mm. things? That's it in a nutshell. But my main role with them is to just be a voice in the mix of speaking up for the church in the country. Mm. 
It's just who I represent. And coming up soon, we've got a disability roundtable that we've just invited a few small number of people to chat about what we can do in the future, if anything. Um, just because we need to have this higher on the agenda. You know, we've talked about Black Lives Matter. We've mm. talked about all sorts of things to do with diversity. Sadly, disability is always the one we're too busy to cover. Mm. So we think about um, uh, uh, kind of gender, we think about race, but disability is another kind of side of this. And as you say, it's, it's, it's often overlooked and ignored. Yeah. Um, so it's really exciting that you're kind of championing this. Um, how can, you know, you're part of Night in Church family. How can we support and encourage you? How can we pray for you? Um, I think praying for wisdom because wisdom in what I do because I've now got an awful lot of things coming at me from many sides I could get too busy mm. and I need to be careful um, wisdom in how I say things I, many I think will agree that with the whole um, justice issues to do with race many church leaders have, leaders have been really battered by that so trying to put across that gentle voice of mm. inclusion mm. and saying things in a way that doesn't say you must be doing this because that's not right mm. what I want to say is come and see these amazing people that have giftings just like everybody else I need that wisdom to say it gently and well but also to train and where to train mm. and what to do you know but also praying for myself here. Yeah, I am disabled, but I was championing disability before I became disabled. Yeah, right. mm. yeah this is a fluke, mm. <laughs> really. Mm. Um, so I need to be wise about my own health, in how I rest, in how I actually plan things into my diary. Mm. So that would be really good prayer as well. That's not saying I can't do the job, I can. Mm. It's just being wise. Okay, thank you. We really appreciate that. Um, uh, we just wanted to make it very clear that that kind of change is an exciting change. I think it's a now change. Um, you know, this is really kind of serving uh, in the country in a really important area. So thank you for what you're doing. And let's continue to pray for Steve and for Kay. Thank you.